We continue our our series or our study on the character of God, and um, we the we one one thing is you, your mind has to be clear. I want you to be a Christian that is living beyond superstitions. You are living beyond superstitions and strange belief systems. You are living beyond um, strange beliefs. Look at it in Second Timothy. Now let's 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 go to Second Timothy three. Second Timothy three, verse sixteen. All right, Second Timothy three, verse sixteen. This, this, because the character of God will help you to appreciate even yourself as a believer. The revelation of God in Christ will help you. Look at now. Let's see Second Timothy three, verse. Uh, let's start from verse fifteen. Second Timothy three, fifteen. This is from a child that was known the holy scriptures, which is able to make the wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. And all scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and instruction in righteousness. Now, the word doctrine is from the Greek word didaskalia, D-I-D-A-S-K-A-I-H-A, didaskalia. It means to teach and to explain. To teach and to explain. From this statement of Paul to Timothy, you will notice that when you teach and explain the scriptures, all of you are teachers here, all of you teach the scripture. Do you notice that when you are teaching, there is reproof, there is correction, and there is instruction in righteousness? That is what teaching does. Teaching does the work of reproof, teaching does the work of correction, teaching does the work of instruction in righteousness. The word reproof is from the Greek word elenos. It implies to persuade. E-L-E-G-C-H-O. It implies to persuade or to convince. Now, wh- why am I explaining this? Because, you know, in the last section I told you, I said, the contra- there are contradictions in our mind, just like Job. And it eventually will affect how we talk and how we behave. So that is why it is important for us to understand accurate Bible interpretation. You know, I told you in the last session, I said, accurate Bible interpretation is the reason why many people today don't understand the truth of the scriptures. They just speak the scriptures, boom, and that's all. Are you seeing it? So, accurate Bible interpretation helps people to understand this. So now, I said the word Elenus implies to persuade or to convince. The word correction is translated from the Greek word epanothosis. Epanothosis. E-P-A-N-O-R-T-H-O-S-I-S. Epanothosis. It implies to set things in the right place. So, when I'm correcting you in the scriptures, I'm, I'm rearranging things for you right back to it, the right place. The word instruction is from the Greek word padiai, 
P-A-I-D-E-I-A, Padiai. It means to raise up or to nurture a child. To raise up or to nurture a child. So, the first instruction in righteousness means to train or to raise up or to nurture a child in righteousness. So, the question that baffles our mind will be, why did Paul make that statement to Timothy? Why did he make it to Timothy? Now, look at the preceding verses. Look at verse 14. He says, But continue the things which thou hast learned, and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them from. So the first key thing is to note that Paul was the one who taught Timothy. So, Paul taught Timothy the things he has learned. And Paul now is instructing Timothy to continue in the things he has learned. You see in 2 Timothy 2 verse 2, 2 Timothy 2 verse 2, 2 Timothy 2 verse 2, it says, And the things which thou hast heard of me amongst faithful witnesses, same commit unto faithful men which shall be able to teach others also. So he says, so you, you look, he says, so the things which thou hast learned of me commit unto faithful men. We shall be able to teach others also. So back to our verse 14, 2 Timothy 3 verse 14, when it says, but continue. The word continue means, is from the Greek word meno. M-E-N-O. M-E-N-O. Meno. That was the word continue in the Greek. Continue is from the Greek word meno. It implies to be consistent. So when he was telling Timothy, but continue. So can we safely say he was telling Timothy, be consistent in the things which you have learned, right? So it says continue. So it means consistent, unvarying, unchanging, constant. It could, it could also mean to abide in. So in other words, one thing you must know is that consistency is the proof of truth. I'll say it again. Consistency is the proof of truth. Thus, that is, if something is true, it will be consistent. You know that if you lie now, and I ask you in 10 years what I ask you, and you lie today, you know your, your answer will not be the same again because you have forgotten what you said, right? But... If it is the truth, the truth will always remain the truth, even in 20 years to come. Are you seeing it? That's the truth. So, Timothy was to commit the things he has heard and learned from Paul to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. So, that is, he is to commit the teachings of Paul to faithful men, who will be able to teach others also. So, in, in, in the Pauline epistle, there is a thread of consistency that can be very clearly seen. Is that word right? Very clearly seen. That can be clearly seen. <laughs> so, 
you will see that he made some statements in a particular letter or book that are similar to the statement he makes in other letters and all of those things. And it was almost like they were literally lifted from one another. A perfect example would be Roman. Look at look at Ephesians 1, verse 17. Ephesians 1, verse 7, sorry. He, he made some statements that because you just there is a like I told you, the truth of those what is consistent, right? So I'll, I'll just give you just a few, just one or two examples of certain statements he made that looks like ah they were lifted from one another. It's because it is true. Look at Ephesians one verse seven. It says, "In whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of His grace." Look at Colossians one verse fourteen. You find that same thing there. Colossians one verse fourteen. He says, in whom we have redemption, through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Both these are very consistent because he had taught deliverance in Colossians 1. In verse 13, he's teaching forgiveness in verse 14 as an inheritance in Christ. So he's just consistent. Colossians 1 verse 12 to 13. So Colossians 1 verse 12 to 13 says, Give it thanks to the Father, which has made us meet to be partakers of the of the enders of the saints of the light, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. So this way, Paul thought forgiveness of sins in his letter, and such is the life of truth. So there is consistency in what Paul wrote. There is consistency. What Paul wrote, there was consistency. Consistency, therefore, is the life of truth. Check all my messages. If I boast, if I boast, I boast in Christ. All the messages dated to at least 2017. Go check them. You will find out that I have been saying the same thing. That's consistency. That's truth. So, when Paul instructed Timothy to continue in the things he had learned, what he meant for him was to abide in, to stay with to be consistent in what he already knows. Now, the challenge today is that many preachers, or the challenge of many preachers today is that they don't have the ability to be consistent with truth already revealed in the scriptures. A lot of preachers want to sound different. They want to sound unique. So, let's say I teach you Greek word now, you say no. Just the word. You just say the the original word. Instead of going to go to your disciple and say is the Greek word, you say the original language. So you just say this is a Greek word. You say the original language. <laughs> just because you want to sound unique, you want to sound different. No. You must be cons- so. You must be consistent. So people will use extra biblical objects, apocrypha, <laughs> different things. But let me tell you something that you must know in studying the scripture. The scripture cannot mean today what it never meant as at the time it was written. The scripture will never mean today. Now, let me explain it to you. There cannot be a 2022 meaning of the scripture. There can't be a TikTok meaning of the scripture because the writer go and listen to bible hermeneutics the writer did not have tiktok in mind 
The writer did not have, the writers of the Bible did not have Facebook in mind as at the time it was written. So it can't mean today what it never meant as at the time it was written. So our job as Bible students is to go and sit down in their world and read it like they, you were in their audience and read it like their audience. So, if you teach, if what you teach is the truth, the fact will be the same with what was already explained in the epistles. But you know, a lot of preachers, when they want to teach about maybe the character of God, they don't use Romans to Jude. I don't know if you noticed. They don't. They just stay on the Old Testament. God can kill. God can do this. God can do that. Remember Job. Remember Jabez. Jabez, brethren. Jabez. You, so you don't have anything to do in your life. You went to Jabez. I hear to call that redemption. That is, your life has passed redemption. Jabez. But still, I've seen some, I've seen some insincere preachers. They will say, there I got angry with a preacher. Favor knows this story. Who went to Colossians and say, having blotted out the handwriting of the ordinances that is written against us, he says, in measure of double pull, triumphing over them. He said, brethren, there are handwritings. So I think the title of the teaching is handwritings on the wall. Ah, you see, see tied to. When he wrote, when he said Andre, when he said today's message is called something about handwriting on the wall, I felt like, ah, hey, where's this man going? Is he about to preach the truth? What's he about to do? I was, my, my hope was heightened. When he went to Colossians 1, I was like, ah, ah. When he went to Colossians, I was like, ah, ah. We are about to hear redemption here today. Auntie. He, he quoted the text perfectly. I just saw that a lot of the details of the text raptured. He just said, brethren, there are ordinances and writings written against you. Ah! Why would you go to Colossians? And all you will find is that there are hard writings that were written against you. Ah, after the service, I don't... I would do that today. I'll just keep quiet. Ah, after the service... He asked me, I was the teacher. Me. He said, hey, God. That's the worst. That was the I believe that since that day, he never asked me how I was teaching again. That's the worst thing you can ever ask me at that time. How was the teacher? <laughs> me and him started arguing on the phone. It was true phone. Sir! I was shouting, Sir! Look at the test again! I, I said, In fact, all of you, let's go to the test. <laughs> how with the preacher? I'm still marveled. This was in 2017. Is it 2017 or 2018? I don't know. Which of the years? Look, look at Colossians 2. Colossians 2, verse 14. Blotting out the handwriting of the other. This is not in my note, though. So that in case you book people, all of you that are writing this, so that you're not going to quote this part. I say, I say, 
part of the teacher of character of God is no, this is not in my note too. So I just I'm just this is just a this is just an extract. <laughs> Blotting out the adjectives of the audience that was against us, which was contrary to us. He took it to he took it out of the way, leaning it to the cross. Brethren, how did this stone to there is powers from your father's house that no, some, some preachers have just decided to be insincere. No, honestly. The next verse says, having spoiled principalities and power, he made sure of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Ah. Do you know what it twists it as? I will never forget that someone. I, will, I can't forget it. He twists it to Bridget. They are Ordinances and ad writing written against you. Your enemies have already having, they've written something against you. They've written something against you. In answer, so where he says having small principalities are power. He says, see it, brethren. See it, brethren. There are principalities and there are powers. See it, brethren. There are principalities and powers. There's this, there's that. Ah! Men of God. Men of God. Ah, that's insincere. I kept shouting on the phone for over one hour. We are anywhere on the call. That was the day he gave up on me. Like, this guy can never go for a life. <laughs> he uh, cost me. Oh, ask favor. He cost me. He said, oh, he, he can never make it. Ah, yeah. Because he can well, he, you remember now? Uh, in fact, the funniest thing was, Belubi was on the call when he said it. And I was sitting beside Belubi to hear. He said, he said oh, that is why he can never go for I was, he did not know that. I was, I was there. He ain't it. I'm not joking. See how, see how life is. <laughs> because I, I kept screaming on the call, Sir! You know that thing, Sir! See the screen. Sir, look at it again. <laughs> why would... Why would you twist everything and bring out? And you know, after this scripture, after this thing, the whole, you know, if you read scriptures like this, the next thing is rejoicing that, ha, ah, the glory to God. We started praying that Lord we cancel every adjective that is written against us. I started thinking, God, please, how would I be canceling my redemption? <laughs> we started praying. We started saying, Holy Ghost fire. Oh, Lord. Every handwriting of the enemy that is written against me, die! I'm not joking. That's what we prayed. Ah, brethren, men and brethren. <laughs> I will never forget that day. I kept shouting on the call, sir. He said, "You know, the next thing that will change is honor." He said, "That's not to talk to another." I said, "I, I understand you, sir. I respect you, sir. I'm so sorry, sir." <laughs> Because it's quite older than me. But you know, I was so passionate and young. I won't do it today, though. <laughs> you, you don't want to see that my radical state then. I wouldn't do it today. Ah! Those times. Hey. But it's... 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 <laughs> let's, let's leave that one. I, I just can't get over that fact. That somebody is one mother, 
you know, in the service that day, I was looking at my Bible like, ah, I've read this, I've read Colossians like ah, many times. Ah, is there something I'm not seeing here? Ah, I say even preceding text, and you being dead in sin, and the uncircumcision of your flesh, I think quicking together with him, having forgiven you all the trespasses. Blood, how did you know all in the name of the reason why he did it was because it was for me too to let him to make me understand that he to understand the epistles. <laughs> it's the way to sit down and let me teach you the epistles. It was for me. I know these things, I know it. Ah, oh, Benny, sit down, let me teach you. Which is, I know it, I know it. So, if what you teach is the truth, the fact will remain with what has been explained in the epistles. One may have different way of explaining the truth, but if it is God's word, it will remain, it will always be in tandem with what was written. Because I'm saying it again, the scriptures will always mean what it meant when it was written. It will mean what... So, meaning... Now, let me explain what that means to you now. Meaning, what Moses wanted those Exodus people, those children of Israel to see in Genesis is the way we will see it. You know, if you look at... If you listen to Bible when we notice, they say, when I explained it to you, I said, I used the word love letter, Right? I don't know if you have listened to the Bible or not. You see that word there. I used love letter for you. I said, if I write a letter to you now, you know, you will be the one to understand it. If somebody has speak the letter now and read it, the person will not go and think. The person will not really understand. Why is, why is this people say, I love you too much? What's their own business? But it's you and this person. It's just like recently now. There's this guy on, on Twitter or Instagram, who posted something for his for his babe. He said, his babe is not the most beautiful. He said his body is not the most intelligent. And all the new the chat, world. the whole world became, had problem with this statement. My brethren, my brother and sister, he was not writing to you. He said, you may not be the most beautiful. You may not be the most intelligent. He says, oh, me, I will never use, I would I will not use that to who I'm dating, though. I'm going to say, you are not the most beautiful. I'm going to tell my wife, and say, you are not the most beautiful. You are not the... But no. 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 You don't understand. That's social media spool. That is... He is, he is talking... He, he has... When he wrote that thing, he has just an audience of one. It's supposed to be social media to make you see that he's a life coach, he's a relationship expert. It's just making you see that you should be adorning your wife or you can make it public. But his major audience is his babe. His babe did not come out. In fact, I think there's a podcast that the babe did and said she did not have a problem with it. That we talk about things like this. In fact, they said they were even laughing at the at all the comments and he said. That even gave him more visibility. At least more people knew him more. Yeah, he gave him more. He gave him. 
Yeah, they posted it. They, on maybe. Yes. Yes. They, it was maybe Good Morning ABC News. They they even they even talked about him. Yeah. So now imagine. Now imagine how you you know we now we read the contest just like Chamaka was saying now that she's really not the most beautiful. That's reading out of contest. That is out of contest. If you I went to read the post, the post wasn't talking about she's not the most beautiful, she's not the most that. It was just giving like it's like saying it's a figure of speech in saying. You have chosen to be the most beautiful to my eyes, even though you are not the most beautiful in the world. You have chosen, I've chosen to see you as the most beautiful. I've chosen to see you, I've chosen to see you as the no, that is the meaning. That is actually the context. No, that's the context. I've chosen to see you as the most beautiful. I've chosen to see you as the most intelligent, even though you might not even be the most intelligent woman in the world. You are not the most beautiful woman in the world, but my eyes sees you as beautiful. But you know what the word says? <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly what you just did. <laughs> the world, the and you know, see, guys, and you know, 2022 today, anything. Uh, let me tell you. Anything, see, I, I, I take my time before I address any story. If somebody says, it's just like his Daniel issue recently, some of you that are on social media, they said he, he, he did not come to show because of shame. It's a lie. It's a big lie. It's not even that, it's not, that's not even the problem. It's a you see, see, let me tell you, social media can, see, social media can peddle rumor in such a way that, see, let me tell you, with social media, let, I, I, see, it's just like when people are speaking bad against the man of God or something, I don't join those things. You know why? I just tell myself, there is nothing, there is nothing you cannot Photoshop. There is nothing you cannot, see, I've seen people, it's just like, Somebody was speaking bad about my pastor one time. And the person said certain things. I said, ah. <laughs> you don't even love Nigeria. Hope to the man. You are claiming Nigeria, Nigeria. Are you even a card member of a political party? And you say you love Nigeria. You are just disgruntled. <laughs> if you love Nigeria, you will join a party. And sure to it that you are a card member. You are pushing it. You are putting your money. Do you know what they come here? They are giving money. Do you give any money for any political party to move on? You are just on Twitter. <laughs> Again, I say. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's not megabyte. Data. 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 Midnight data. Or like a mobile. Or like a mobile data. Like a mobile is 10, 10 MB. That's what you are using. So now, <laughs> imagine that and that is exactly how people live their life. You now see some people. Just, I was having a conversation with my father, my, my parents yesterday, and they said, "Ah, everything is bad. There's just kidnapping going on. Just one. <laughs> <laughs> just one. One no. What? This is. You will just wake up in the morning. They say, brethren." 
So if you have been to Lagos, you don't be go on your own. That's uh, if you hate that mode way. He it Lagos, this this how do I explain Lagos to you people? Okay, let's use New York as an instance. Imagine going to the proper, you know, we were in the <laughs> we're in the village part of New York. Imagine going to the proper New York now. And you're in the proper New York. And you know, do people really complain in the proper New York? They love it though. People don't complain, no. They like it though. Because if they if they don't like it, they will move it. They will they will move to a smaller city. Oh. They love the they love the that's it that's a good one. But in Lagos, people are making money, but they are still complaining. Everything is just bad. Everything is just nothing is working. So we will, they, so we will, they have their Greek card, they have their citizenship, they have everything. This America are gone save. You just walk, 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 walk from morning to night. They will not do a TikTok video. So you two say it's true. That's rumors. Spreading different things. Now let's go back to that story I was saying. That Solomon Bushi story, the guy. No, he was writing. He was writing. He was writing to his babe and giving now a praise. You may not be the most beautiful, but you know how social media commentators speaked it. A guy said, "Look at how they wrote it as the headline." A guy said his wife is not the most beautiful wife. Honestly, that's what I saw in the headlines. <laughs> Men and brethren. Now, if you are not patient, and there is something in this our generation, we are not patient. You will just pick that headline and say, he said he's not patient. Then, because you are already angry, you are already angry that your boyfriend of five years ago has already told you that you are not the most beautiful. Men has come. getting this thing but what was in the mind of the writer <laughs> see they see they, let me tell you they went to now do do research and look they don't look for the good parts the good post he has done they went to dig up rubbish maybe post he has subtly said things and now use it to attack him that this is his personality ah ah men and brethren ah now, that was not what was in the mind of the writer. What was in the mind? So you have to read in the mind of what? That is how it is in the scripture. So when Paul was writing to the church in Corinth, you will have to sit down like a Corinth audience and say, Ah, Corinth, this is what is going on. Are you seeing it? When Moses was writing Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, <coughs> you will have to see that like the unbelieving Jews who don't understand this. You know, a lot of people still think serpents walk with leg. They say, the reason why, <laughs> they say, God caused this. I'm going to teach on courses. I'm going to do a series on courses. Hold on, very soon. So that you understand, can God really cause? Is it God that said that man will suffer? Or women we women will not deliver like the Hebrew women again that you go through pain. There is a his best We'll study it. Even the fig tree who caused it. Will the God do it? 
Alright. <laughs> so, we'll still study things like why things happen the way they do. Is it God that is making things happen the way they do? We'll study it. Because you must read the scriptures in the mind of what? The writer. So, that alone will save you. That alone will save you. In 2 Timothy 3 verse 15, it says, now let's go back to 2 Timothy 3 verse 15. Don't forget, we are still studying the character of God. This is needed in the character. Because if you don't even understand the scripture, <laughs> you can't understand the character. Remember I told you, it is wrong Bible and me not. It's just like Job. It may be. It is the people that don't understand the scripture that say, it may be because we are in the sanctuary. We are not in the mortuary. <laughs> it may be that God is teaching me a lesson. It's because you don't understand the scripture. Something happened to you. Maybe you just swerve. Your, your hand just swerve. He, God, I got the lesson. God, I got the lesson. Ah. <laughs> you know what time? Many years ago. I did not read though. I failed one exam. I said, ah, God, what are you saying? Are you trying to make me humble? Why would God want to make me humble with failure? <laughs> I did not read though. Remember, I did not read. I said, it may be that God is trying to make me humble with failure. Ha, brethren, men are brethren. How did God make people humble with failure? <laughs> so, look at what it says. It says, In verse 15, thou hast known. The word known, it says, in verse 15, it says, as from a child, thou hast known. H, uh, that's um, K-N-O-W-N. Thou hast known. It's translated from the Greek word eido. E-I-D-O. 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 It implies to perceive. To be acquainted with. That is, you are acquainted with something. It is not necessarily is not necessarily quoting text, but to appreciate the scriptures, that is, he must be able to explain Bible texts properly. So, you are acquainted with it. So, when he says, as from a child, that was no, we can simply say, as from a child, you are acquainted with something. As a child, you already have the perception of everything, of the scriptures. So, and it is profitable for doctrine. Remember, we said doctrine is didascalia, right? Yes, sir. So, and it says, it's a, and it's profitable. We, we shall able to say, so you have known. So, we say known is what? Heido, right? It means to perceive. It applies to perceive, right? To, to be acquainted with, right? All right. So, and that says, able to make thee wise. So, the word make you wise is from the Greek word sophizo. S O P H I Z O. S-O-P-H-I-Z-O S-O-P-H-I-Z-O It's the word of so implies to skillfully devise things. To skillfully devise things. To skillfully devise things. To skillfully devise things. Wisdom. It is used for being smart. Being skillful or clever. It means that you are smart. Spiritually smart, biblically smart, clever. So, sophisto is not used for like 
It's not used for a talent or your math skills. It's not, it's not used for talent or something. But something that is... Or image skills for something that is acquired. This cleverness came in the case of Timothy as a result of being acquainted with the scriptures. So you must see it in the context too. So when he says, we shall able to make you... So that is, what you have known, right? What you have acquainted yourself with as the skillfulness. Are you seeing it? So he's telling Timothy that as from a child, that which you have acquainted yourself with is able to make you skillful, is able to make you clever, is able to make you wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ. So it takes the word Sophia. It is taken from the word Sophia. Sophizo is taken from the word Sophia. S-O-P-H-I-A. Sophia. It implies insight. Sophizo, you know, I used to teach you something in the Greek where they say that word came from another word, right? It's just like our English language too is evolving. You know, today now we don't use the word verily, verily. So we can simply say verily, verily has changed to very. Are you seeing it? But in our 2022, you cannot say verily, verily. I see that's King James by that's King James English. Not that's in the 16th. So that's to tell you that how they were talking in the 16th. That's not how Jesus spoke. Jesus is not yes, very, very, very. Jesus not even understand English. Your Lord and your Master, when he came on it, did not understand English. <laughs> he was speaking Aramaic. Aramaic was like a pidgin language in their day. <laughs> it was because it was spoken and not written. So in their day, Jesus was not speaking pidgin. Do you know what pidgin English means? Go to Nigeria. <laughs> so he was speaking pidgin Greek. <laughs> Arabic. So uh yeah. So the word Sophia, so it was so the word Sophia so is taken from the word Sophia, which implies insight. It goes beyond awareness. It is used for skillfulness. It's used for skillfulness. It's used for skillfulness. It goes beyond awareness. It's used for the now let's see let's see. It was used in Luke for Jesus. Luke twenty two Luke two verse fifty two. 52, he was looking for Jesus. Look at there. Let's, let's go there. It was this for Jesus in Luke 2. Luke 2. Are you, are you getting something this morning, this afternoon? It says, And they understood not the saying, which he spake unto them. And he went, they understood not the saying, which he spake unto them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth. And he was subject unto them. But his mother kept all this saying in her, verse 52 majorly. It says, And Jesus increased in wisdom. Are you seeing the word? And stature in favor with God and man. So he was seen as clever. So Jesus was seen as clever because of the kind of questions he asked as well as the as his understanding of things. So he was seen as, oh wow, because of his, of the questions he asked and the understanding of things. So Sophia is acquired by training. All of you seated here listening to me now, you are acquiring Sophia, wisdom. It's acquired by training. It is not a function of experience, but by education within the scriptures. It's not a function of experience. It's not, this is not a, 
You know, I used to tell you, ministry is experience. Sometimes you need ministry, you need experience. But no, this one is, you need to be learned. You need to take notes. You need to listen. Are you getting me? That's Sophia. You need to gain wisdom. It's acquired. You know, what you're going to do in school is, some of you, let's say somebody is learning maths now, you are, you are going to school. I don't know how somebody would just decide that all they want to do is maths. <laughs> Lord have mercy. So, is this, so is this is a function of education. So, you know what, what is happening to somebody that is learning maths now? He's gaining Sophia in maths. He's gaining wisdom in maths. And that's acquired by training. They are training him in maths. <laughs> so, but with this one now is within the scriptures. Are you getting me? This is within the scriptures. So it's a function of experience, but by education within the scriptures. So, Timothy's skillfulness was seen in the way he was able to teach accurately from the scriptures. Are you seeing it now? So, Timothy's skillfulness. So, we can simply say Timothy is a skilled minister because he was able to teach accurately from the scriptures. So, when you can teach accurately from the scriptures properly, you are a skilled minister. In other words, Timothy understood what was written and he could explain skillfully from the same. You know, he has learned from Paul. Are you getting it? So, he, can, he understand what was written and was able to skillfully explain from the same. So, like Timothy, the minister of the gospel must be skillful. So, you, as a preacher of the scriptures, you must be skillful. You must be able to explain Christ as the message of the scriptures. In verse 15, when it says 2 Timothy 3 verse 15, you must be able to explain Christ. Hence, you must be able to quote, you must be able to accustom yourself from the books of the Bible. That you can quote doesn't mean your teaching is accurate. Are you getting what I'm saying? That you can quote Genesis to Malachi. I met one I remember me and Reverend Christley one time went to preach to one woman. I don't know a religion. We were on outreach. We went to preach to one woman. I don't know before we finish the scripture, John Three will have quoted it for us. Before we finish another scripture, she'll have quoted it for us. And she did not know do. She did not know Jack. When I said someone did not know Jack, she she was just so proud and arrogant. So as we're just saying, you know, the, the Bible is telling us in Hebrews, says, Hebrews 8, right? She just quote it. Ah. He <laughs> just go, ah. Let's leave. We tried, right? We thought, we thought that, but she did not know Jack. So that you can quote the scriptures does not mean that your teaching is accurate. It does not mean. So one thing that is fundamental that for Timothy, as a minister of the gospel, or one thing about Timothy, one thing that is fundamental is that one thing about Timothy was Timothy was a pastor's pastor, he was like an head pastor, pastoring pastors, he was a pastor's pastor. So that's why if you look at in in um, in First Timothy three verse one, First Timothy three verse one, First Timothy three verse one. It says, this is a true saying. If a man desires the office of his bishop, he desires a good work. 
He now says, look at the verse 2, he says, a bishop must be blameless, the husband of one wife, vigilant, sober, of a good behavior, given to hospitality, apt to teach. You look at it, see something in verse 8. It says, likewise must not, likewise must the deacon be grave, not double-tongued, double-tongued idiot, to talk double-tongued, not giving too much wine, not greedy or filthy local. So, he was a pastor's pastor. He was pastoring pastors. In 1 Timothy 5 verse 17, 1 Timothy 5 verse 17, it says, let the elders that do well. Paul was writing to Timothy. He was telling him, let the elders that do well be counted worthy of double honor, especially they who labor in word and in doctrine. So, it means that there are other pastors in this church who will labor. Are you seeing it? So, in second, that's why in 2 Timothy 2 verse 2, he had to tell him, And these things which thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. So Timothy had bishops, he had deacons under him that he has ordained unto ministry. So that's why when Paul so said to him in verse 17, look, let's go back to 2 Timothy. You now understand why he was saying to in verse 17. Now look at in verse 17 where he says, And... Let's, we can read it from verse 15 now. From a child you have known, right? We say known is acquainted, right? To perceive, to know the Holy Scripture which are able to make this of his, right? Unto salvation, true faith, which is a Christ Jesus. All Scripture is given by the inspiration of God and it's profitable for doctrine. We said that already. We said it's profitable for reproof, right? We said it already. We said it's profitable for correction, epanotosis, padia, and that the man of God may be perfect. Are you seeing? That's why he used the word man of God because he has... Men of God. Does it make sense? That the men of God may be perfect and thoroughly furnished unto what? All good works. So because he has people in the ministry. So Paul says to him in verse 17, and Paul, and now look at something. Despite how he had men of God, Paul now still says to him that, that you will still be perfect and thoroughly furnished. So he do, now this is not to the men of God now. This is to him. Are you seeing it? But I just showed you that he had men of God. Does that make sense? But now Paul was still writing that you, the scriptures, will make you to be perfect. Totally for. Now the word perfect is translated from the Greek word atios. A-R-T-I-O-S. A-R-T-I-O-S. It implies to be fitted for, to be ready to function. So, you know, can can I safely say some of you now can pastor a church? I don't think so. As of now, maybe later on. Because it shows you are not yet perfect. <laughs> perfect means to be fitted for, ready to function, be adequate. But can I say, oh yeah, you go and get somebody filled with the Holy Ghost. And you do it accurately. Right? Because you are already fit for, right? You are already <laughs> ready to function, right? Your idea, can I say, oh yeah, go and eat that person. Oh yeah, lay hands on that person. Right? Because you're already fitted for, you're already <laughs> ready to function, you're already adequate. So it was used historically for a special training. So when he says that the man of God may be perfect, it was used historically for a special training. Thus, the understanding of the Bible makes the minister of the gospel adequate. Why are we doing teaching meetings? Why is there long Bible seminars like this? Why is there? It's so that you are adequate. You are ready to function. You can wake you up in the middle of the day. Oh yeah! Explain the character of God. Oh yeah! 
so that you are you are perfect and thoroughly bruised. You are you are so things have shook your body. <laughs> so the understanding of the Bible makes the minister of the gospel adequate. How many of you want to be an adequate minister of the gospel? Yeah, you should be. So therefore, so therefore, <laughs> the minister of the gospel is not ready to function until he has known the message of the scripture. How many of you know the message of the scriptures? I, I believe you do. You've known them. So the minister of the gospel is not ready to function until he has known the message of the scriptures. So he says, so now let's pick another one. So, so the man of God may be perfect. And we say perfect is used for what? A special kind of training, right? So now, let's take the word thoroughly furnished. Thoroughly furnished is from the Greek word exatizo. Exatizo. E-X. E-X. X like this cross. E X-ray. E-X. A-R. T-I-Z-O. E-X. A-R-T-I-Z-O. It implies to furnish. It is ready, fulfilled, done. It implies to furnish. It is ready to be done. That is, the food is ready. You know, when they say something is ready, the food is done. You know what they call food is done? You know, like the vegetable that everybody cooked for us yesterday. That was done. You know, like the cake that everybody in your day made that one was not done <laughs> oh, that one was not done but the stew she made it was done i don't even see that that is what something is done you are you are furnished yeah you are ready so it translates to a finished product which would have required years of process before the final product is obtained. It relates to a finished product, which would have required years of process before the final product is obtained. So we can say something like, um, let me see. Um, uh, huh? Tesla. Tesla is done. <laughs> I love no Benz. Ah, you see Benz. How many of you have seen the S class? How the S class is hundred S. Ah, oh boy, this those cars are thoroughly furnished <laughs> onto good works. <laughs> so once the product is ready, then it is ready. So, <laughs> and you see the kind of training you have to undergo. To a point where we can simply say, ah, this sister is ready. <laughs> you are thoroughly finished. They say, ah. <laughs> I see that you still have a long way to go, guys. <laughs> you know, you will know your body will judge you, your body, spirit, and so will judge you. Ah, I'm not thoroughly. <laughs> I'm not yet done. I'm still. Some of you, you are, they've not even put the oil to fry it. They are still making the pot hot. <laughs> some of you are still those pots that has to get hot very well. 
before they now put the oil that will get hot. <laughs> Some of you, they've never even washed your plate. <laughs> Some of you, they've not washed your plate. So, <laughs> it's a plate. So, like I said, once the product is ready, then it is ready. So, when it says that the man of God may be thoroughly furnished unto all good works, he was refined to Timothy. It was referring to Timothy, a minister of the gospel, who he said in verse 15. Remember how he started now. Let's, so now, let's read everything now in verse 15, when he says, as from a child. Now everything is going to start making sense. I wonder if you are saying that you are understanding the scriptures more with this Second Timothy 3. Now, so now let's read it now. As from a child, thou hast heard, thou hast been acquainted with the holy scriptures, which is able to make that person wise. And we said that wise now is a skill, right? And the skill is acquired by the training of the scriptures, right? I said the formal education, the person is trained, right? The person is sitting down, learning, classroom setting, taking notes. I used to say that the concept of Bible school now should be a top proper church service. That thing that people go to Bible school to do should be what we should be doing in church. You know, I used to tell you, the church should be a Bible school. It's not it should be. The church is a Bible school. Are you seeing it? So, if somebody say, which Bible school did you go to? The church. And my church is a Bible school. Is that simple? So, to make the wise unto salvation, true faith, which is a Christ Jesus. And we now said now, that scripture that Timothy has been acquainted with now, is able to, is given by the inspiration of God, obviously. And it's profitable for doctrine. For reproof. Doctrine, will, doctrine is teaching the Daskalia. That is, he can teach from it. And that teaching will bring evidence. That is, evidence is, the teaching will bring evidence and persuasion, correction, epanorthosis, padiae, instruction in righteousness. So that is, he will be instructed in righteousness. So the man of God may be what? Perfect. perfect. What did you say? Perfect Greek word is? Aetheos, right? And it means what? You are fitted. Ready to function. So thoroughly furnishes expertise, right? And we said, done. You are finished. They've cooked you die. They've cooked you. What's it's not fast food though, it's not McDonald's. <laughs> I don't know. Those ones did not cook anything. You know steak. You know they will say, well done, medium. Cooked, it's a medium red. This one, how do you want your red? Pinky red. This and that and that. <laughs> the one that is done. You know, those, yesterday I was looking at something. There's vanity in this level. There's a seventy thousand dollars pizza, gold plated. <laughs> <laughs> not, not me. <laughs> That's, that pizza has everything. It was done. It can't be. Oh, but, uh, that's a dishonor to the meat. <laughs> Alright. So, that the man of God may be powerfully may be perfect and furnished unto all good works. So, Paul was writing to Timothy, 
who understood the message of the Holy Scripture is salvation. And I've always told you that the message of the Holy Scripture is what? Salvation through faith, which is Christ Jesus. So, Timothy will be able to skillfully teach and explain from that same scriptures. That's the Old Testament, right? What we call Old Testament. <laughs> so the emphasis in verse 15 was Timothy being able to skillfully teach and skillfully explain from the scriptures. So this was the same thing he wrote in his second epistle. That's why he said, commit unto faithful men the same thing which thou has been able to which thou has, now look at the second Timothy 2 2, where it says, And the things which thou has heard of, of me among many witnesses, the same thou commit unto faithful men, which shall be able to do what? Teach others also. So a preacher of the gospel must have an idea, must not, he must not just have an idea of the scripture. What a lot of preachers do today, and com- that's why they have a lot of people confused with the character of God as they ought to, because I don't know if they are not confused. You, you know, it's confused people that are always confused students. You know, I thought you in a good, in a good or bad soldier. I said, a, a lazy, a lazy soldier will raise a lazy, a lazy trainer will raise a lazy tra- soldier, right? Now, a lazy preacher will raise lazy students. So imagine the type of church you go to where they don't, they don't, they don't even appreciate the scripture. You will live your life with rumors. You'll be taking everything on Instagram as quotes. That's how one day one person put on his on his on his WhatsApp status, not forsaken, not rejected, not persecuted. Ah, I, not, I think I tested the person. I said, ah, do you understand this scripture? Paul was talking about persecution. He's not talking about your problem. Paul was talking about persecution here. He wasn't talking about your problem. I think I've really calmed down. I don't do that. Sometimes when I just see there, I just pass. But before, ah, explain. What, what do you think he's saying here? What is, what's the meaning of uh, the forsaking, not rejected? Who are, are you the one that is forsaking? Are you the one that is rejected? And the fact that I know, I don't think I've even preached a syllable of the scripture before. So, how are you downcast and forsaken and rejected? How? Who rejected you? It may be, it may be maybe a boyfriend left out or something. Then that's why she now said, not forsaken, not rejected, not... <laughs> that's what I was talking about. So, <laughs> a preacher of the gospel must not just have an idea of the scripture. You know, a lot of pastors today on the pulpit, they just have an idea. What they thought them means... My book of Bible stories, when they were young, is what they are still editing tomorrow. Hey, you know Joseph. Joseph. <laughs> Joseph. 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 <laughs> Joseph had the 12 clothes. They will not turn it and make it more. That's what they have. They don't read the scriptures. They read loss of power, 48 loss of power, come to church and say, brethren, to rule your world, to do this, to do that, you know, <laughs> that's what we say. Fresh pastor. That's also we stamp that feels like it. Mm. It's poking my heart. <laughs> well, if I catch anybody like that in my service, you won't even have the time. You won't have the time. You are looking at the scripture and people faster than you. You are trying to take no, you won't have the time. You won't have it. So a preacher of the gospel must not just because if you imagine. 
Imagine a preacher of the gospel did not even study the book of Job. Just imagine the preacher. Look at what I just showed you now in Job 42. Job said, Now, ah, my eyes see thee. All I have known before is the hearing of the year. Now, imagine you are not patient as a Bible preacher now to read the chapter 42. You just say, The Lord give it, the Lord take it. <laughs> Can we receive good from God and not receive him? <laughs> That's what you will say. Because you don't have the right appreciation of the scripture. Or because what you have always thought is what they told you in primary school and you did not bother to check elementary school when you were in children's church. And that's why even children's church should be taken serious. Just imagine what you are teaching people in children's church is. Hey, mazi, 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 mazi. <laughs> My pastor said, they will not be dancing shakiti, but, 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 but they will not know. <laughs> because my pastor says, a lot of people that they put in children's churches, they put a sinning blasphemy Christian to manage sinning children to <laughs> people that are not serious. Please quickly help us to manage the children. They don't know because even the preacher don't know that children ministry is a core part. I received the gospel because I went to a proper place. You know, yesterday I was lying down. I was just thinking to myself. Just imagine the woman who ordained me was not a woman of the spirit. That's how I might probably have missed God in my, li- in my life. So, <laughs> it takes... You know, I was just thinking. Two years after, she, she left the church. So, imagine <laughs> it was two years after... Because I know the other teachers were not flowing in the spirit. <laughs> that was the only woman that was flowing in the spirit. Other teachers will have just used politics to pick somebody. I know. Oh, oh, we know now. You, you will know who flows with the spirit. <laughs> That's the truth. So a Bible preacher must not just have an idea. You cannot say, eh, the Bible said, ah. <laughs> the Bible says, you know, some people say, you, you, I'm going to teach you something. The scriptures that Jesus did not quote. I'm going, to, I'm, going to, <laughs> I'm going to teach you. I will teach you this year. Just so, this year, before December. The scripture that Jesus did not quote. So that you will know that. Or uh, maybe I will teach you funny things that Christian says without checking the scriptures. Because a lot of people don't say, hey, they don't say different things. Ah, where is the where is that? You know this thing. Um, uh, oh, we are like pencil. You know, for so long, and it was only a Denuga production that said it. We are pencils in the hands of the Creator. Ah, me, I thought it was in the Book of Proverbs. So. I thought ah, see, God. So I was thinking ah, we are pencils in the hands of the Creator. Ah, ah, that's deep. You know, people have used that thing to preach. <laughs> Even you, it's, 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 they are deeply it. People have used it to preach. A lot of people will just come to pulpit and just say, brethren. You know, there was a time when one revelation was, when people were flowing in one, one dimension. One dimension of, if you want to get a sermon, just sit outside. I'll be looking around. Just sit outside. Just, after you have prayed, the Lord did not give me anything to preach. Lord, brethren, I pray. The Lord did not give me anything. But I just said, okay, let me just sit outside. And as I sit outside, I saw an eagle. And the eagle met with the goat. And as the goat moved around, brethren, the topic of today's message is mountain like eagles. 
Then your scripture will be, they that wait upon the Lord, Isaiah 55, shall mount on eagles. They shall run and they shall not faint. And you will use the experience of, Bridget, I was just outside yesterday. Look at, look at where it's starting now. Bridget, I was just outside yesterday. And yesterday I saw an eagle and I saw the goat. And the eagle pecked on the goat. And this and that. And that's the other. It was, there was a time in the body of Christ that was raining. You know? Now, there was another season. The mystery, mystery started raining. It's still raining till today. It's only that it has died. It's dying small, small. It's still raining. The mystery of favor. The mystery of the kingdom. The mystery, the, the, the mystery, the, there was one. The, the, yeah, the mystery of this. There's, there's even one. There's a, there's a popular preacher. All he does is mystery. I'm not, I'm not lying. Popular preacher. Favor listening to the person yesterday. Popular preacher. All he does was mystery. <laughs> mystery. There's one uncommon. I, I never liked him. My friend, when we were in secondary school, my friend was like, listen to this. When we enter the university, those that, listen, I, I said, for some reason, I just can't resonate. I just, there's only a mystery. Ah. So as you're finishing this mystery, let's say you listen to one message. You're already thinking, God, how do I finish with this 10 keys to unlock one thing? Then you listen to another message, another 15 keys. Ah. You listen to another one, another, ah, where will I open the door? <laughs> When there is no master key, when Jesus said, I'm the key, so you are trying to give me key. Jesus said, I'm the door. <laughs> he says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. So, he says, whoever come to me, come to the fire. You are not giving me another key, another mystery, another mystery. There's always mystery, mystery. Ah, And that is because, and, and this thing boils down from people's imagination. That's why you should be aware of the books you read. So, we will just write their thoughts. I'm not joking, no. I, I read that book and I'm calling the name of the book when the deliverer needs deliverance. I won't mention the name of the author just to be safe, but I will mention the book. Why would the preacher write a book and there is barely a scripture? From the first chapter, there was one story. One story to another. That's how that man, he delivered somebody. In the middle of the night, he saw himself outside in the bed. The wishes of the city came to meet him and the city, they warned him. Man of God, do you want to deliver the city? He said, yes. He was not prepared for stronger power. He did not know that the stronger power would come. And so, the stronger power came to him. He found himself in the middle of the town square in the midnight. Brethren, what are you waiting for? Pray that stronger powers that want to overpower the power of my power. <laughs> stronger powers that want to overpower the power of my power. Kavaya the ladder. Hey. Ah! <laughs> you know? Different things. Different. They'll tell you, you see some people too. The reason why they go to church, they don't do. Imagine some people have prayed 76 marathon prayer. Some people still started doing 76 marathon prayers. You know? <laughs> 76, marathon, 76 hours marathon prayers. They'll tell you. David's dance before God. And I thought, there's somebody I asked one time, do you know that David's dance naked? Can you go and dance naked? <laughs> it's just like some people too started wanting cultural Sunday. What is some people's culture is to be naked in their culture? What is, you know there are cultures today around the world, they don't wear anything. 
Yes. There are cultures today, they don't wear anything. There are cultures today, they worship sex. There are cultures today that, I'm not joking, there are cultures today that different extreme culture, they will not call a Sunday cultural Sunday. Not in this church. What is, what is the person, that, I want to come in my real culture. What is somebody just say, I want to come and the person just come to church naked. What will you do? You're the one that said it's a cultural Sunday now. <laughs> yeah. They will not say, let's sing cultural praise. What is cultural praise? What is cultural praise? That's why I did that series on, on um, Christian worship. Go listen to it, singing in the spirit, um, um, uh, clapping and dancing, um, psalm hymns and spiritual songs. Go listen to those rejoicing in the spirit. Go listen to it. I, I cleared all of you's mind on, those, on, those, on that teaching. How is, what's this cultural praise? Cultural praise. You know, so, so we, you know what, what that means is, you, you see that we brought our culture now to the scriptures. Are you seeing that that's what we did? That's what people did. They just brought, the, well, how would you explain that cultural place now from the scripture? Yeah. When Paul told you, you see that you can, there are certain scriptures you would, there are certain writers of the scripture you cannot quote. Paul already told you, when you sing in the spirit, you give thanks well. So, <laughs> what, what scripture will justify? You know, you will not go and look for. You know what you do now? You go and kajo, look for things just to fit into your, your mind. Just to appease, appease yourself. How do you want to explain card education? How? You say, bring all your firstlings to the Lord. That's what you will use now. Bring everything. Bring your firstlings to, and submit it to the Lord. Then drop the drop, drop drop the car for the church. This is your first list. <laughs> Do you know what it means to give it to the Lord? Giving it to the Lord means you give it to the church. Drop the car for the church. They will pour oil on it. It's because they did not understand. And you know they preach it in the pulpit. Brethren, why would you buy a car and you will not submit it for dedication? That's why you have a it. You know, you too, because you don't know the scripture. I tell people that people go. You are a product of, you met your kind. Preachers, you decided to want to be confused. Because there is something about a man, a man born in the gate. He knows the truth. He knows, mm, mm. <laughs> something is wrong here. They'll tell you, the reason you did not, the reason you lost your job is because you did not pay tight. You did not be thinking. The, you know, they'll tell you tight so that things will not be tight for you. Me, I tithed. I'm not saying tithing is not good. In fact, I'm teaching giving tomorrow. So, <laughs> you're not going to think that uh, you're not going to give all your money. You know, some people, they'll say, bring all your, in this, imagine this kind of America. Bring all your first fruit. First fruit means all the money you made in January. You bring everything. To the Lord. Bridget, how will you pay your bills in America? Except you have other sources that is paying your bill. Because people that don't have other sources will not, will not even remember what false fruit means. <laughs> I don't know if you get what I'm saying. They will pack all the money they made in January. 
They say first fruit. So that the rest of this year, I remember my mother telling me, hey, it's not for you. It's not because of me I'm doing it. It's for you. Ah. I said, if it is for me, give me the money. So that it can really be because of me. He said, oh, I, you know what she's doing? Maybe. Job, 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 job. It may be. <laughs> so that my mother will say, my mother, I'm using my mother as assistance. <laughs> Sorry to her, though. My mother will tell me many years ago, say, nothing can happen to me. I'm a tighter. She will list it. I give my tight. Ah, uh-uh. I was in church. <laughs> I'm not, I pray. Uh-huh. So if something bad happens, she, she will count it. Ah, I gave my tight last month now. She will say, me, my tight, me, Jerry. Meaning I'm not. I, I never, I did not skip my time, paying my time. So if something bad happens, she, ah, she will start counting. She will sit down. I start, I give my time. I was in church 7 p.m. Ah, 6 p.m. I used to pray. I did not miss any day. She would not say, ah, I was supposed to pray longer. You see? It may be. <laughs> it may be. That's because those who taught her where she went to, that is what they said. And a lot of Christians are like that today. And it stands from what? Wrong Bible. Are you seeing that? Are you seeing why training is necessary? You cannot. So, before you tell, that's why I teach you in discipleship. Before you tell your disciple to go and teach somebody, thank God we have any printed materials. <laughs> Allow the person to know what he's saying. No. You know, even with you people, before you started going on outreach, I have taught you people for two years before I allowed you to start going for outreach. <laughs> so that you don't go to outreach and not be like Noah and say, I'm Protestant. <laughs> when he said it the first time, I said, Ah. I said, Ah. Hey, God. Labor, labor is dying in my very eye. He said it the second time. Ah! I said, you know what? Let me be the one to teach the next time. So watch me. So I thought, the next time, he still said it. I said, ah! Listen to what I'm saying. Follow. Because I don't know what to tell him. Don't say it again. So he will not run away. I said, why are you saying I should not say I'm a protester? I, I'm chosen to be one. So I did not, I made sure that I, I did not, I did not attack it or I did not say anything against it. I left him alone. I just said, just watch me. Have, over the over time, I noticed that he kept changing. He, he stopped saying it. I said, "Hey, oh, <laughs> thank you, God." <laughs> so you see, as you are raising disciples, are you see what perfect, totally furnished? You see, you you are not even done. You are not, <laughs> you are not even cooked. Some of you, you still need to be. Some of you, they still need to cook you, fry you, bake you, yeah, fry you <laughs> before you are not ready. Deep fry yourself, you know. And you know, you so, some people now they've not even washed their plates off. They've not even bought their the equipment. They don't use to even cook them. So I see standing in line for in place. I, I want to buy the equipment to be cooked. <laughs> so the work of a Bible preacher, he must be skillful. You must be found skillful. You must be able to teach. You must be able to explain from the scriptures. It must be well fitted and ready to function. Are you seeing it? 
We said it, right? Perfect, thoroughly, well-fitted and ready to function. That is, I can, I can call you out now and say, teach me unborn again. And even without the pamphlet, you can still teach. Are you getting what I'm saying? Well-fitted and ready to function. So, this is because the minds of many believers are colored. They are clouded. They are confused about the character of God. They are confused. They are confused. They are clouded. They are confused about the character of God. And this is because of inconsistency in doctrine. Today you teach that God is good. Tomorrow you also teach that God is evil. How does it match? Men and brethren. Are you seeing it? Some people, you know, those pastors, they don't, they still teach how God is good though. Do you know? When they want to pray, they say, ah, you know God answers prayer. God is good. When we want God not answer the prayer, they say, hmm, you cannot blame God. Unquestionable, you are the Lord. You can't question God. But you prayed. It did not happen, right? You can't question God. Who are you to question God? Who is like unto thee? Fearfully praises. <laughs> you know? It's because their doctrine is not consistent. So as a believer, you must be sure what you are preaching. You must. This thing I'm teaching you today, it took me years to learn it. Study upon study, study upon study. So you must be diligent. There are times that I use my whole day just to study the scriptures. So that I, I don't just wake up and I just come and give you half-baked theology, half-baked truth. No. You must be diligent. You must take Bible study like your life. Because your words, the words on your lips determine people's internal destiny. Are you seeing it? It determines it. So, it's just like, it's just like I was explaining healing to you people. Imagine somebody now thinks that somebody is coming now for prayer and he's sick, or maybe the person has cancer now, and he's sick, and the person is thinking it's God that did it. If it is God that did it, why are you still coming to God to pray for God to remove it? Are you seeing that? Some things are not consistent. It can't be God. So, like I said, many believers, their minds are colored. It's clouded, confused about the character of God. And as a result of inconsistency in doctrine, which also results, inconsistency in doctrine is a result of lazy approach and lack of diligence with the scriptures. A lot of people just have lazy approach. They just flip the Bible. Okay, some people don't even put their Bible in the course of the week. They just, they just have a lazy approach. They are, they are just, they are not diligent at all. And Paul warns sternly about this in First Timothy four verse sixteen. First Timothy four verse sixteen. He says, "Take heed unto thyself." And onto the doctrine. He says continue in them. What did I say continue means? I explain continue. Continue. Eh? 
What did I say continue means? I explained it not quite long. To be consistent. It says continue in them. For in, so in doing this, thou shalt save thyself and what? Them that hear thee. So Paul's instruction to Timothy shows that it shows the importance of diligence with the scriptures. He's taking it, continuing the doctrine which he has been taught. So Paul will not only save him, but we always save him that. So imagine a preacher who does not even know the truth of the scripture. Hope you know he's not doing himself a good, right? And he's not doing he's not doing those who is teaching a good. Are you seeing it? So you see why you should learn doctrine. Are you seeing why you should be students serious with Bible study? Because you are saving yourself, right? And your disciples, right? And those you will teach. So Paul will not only save him, but also those who will hear him. So, the work of the minister of the gospel is to be able to contend and precisely present the truth that is in Christ. He must be able to contend and precisely present the truth that is in Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, as we study the scriptures, we'll find out that there is so much we need to learn so much i'll give you five minutes 